Welcome to Dear Fake Friends. We'll be answering questions from you, our listeners, about what's going on in your relationships. I'm Kiara Rose. And I'm Sola T. Tell us what you're challenged with or celebrating by sending a Dear Fake Friends message to our email, fakefriendspodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at fakefriendspodcast. So let's jump right in. The first entry we have is Dear Fake Friends, I've been pretty busy in my manifestation season, making needed changes for myself and a healthier lifestyle. In the midst of this season, I've had a dear friend relocate from my city to a new city a few time zones away. I'm extremely happy for her. We do a solid job of rooting for and supporting one another, near and far. If I'm completely honest, our relationship has felt a bit distant, but in a different way than I normally experience. It felt somewhat distant, but also really secure. Typically when a friend moves, the relationship pretty much goes with it. This friendship is one of those divine friendships. We've since gotten back into the groove of our connection, but I am reflecting on the initial transition space. We were both in manifestation seasons and the friendship was in a dormant or lack, uh, in a dormant season for lack of better words. Have you guys ever re- experienced this or a similar feeling when divine friends move or transitions in life stages? Yes, absolutely. I think that is normal. It happens. Yeah. Um, I would consider this, this is what I consider growing pains. And I think it's one of the ways in which you kind of know if it is a divine friendship or not, for me at least. Um, right. Sola and I have moved multiple times like yeah me and they never like just quickly quick moves like you just down the street no it's not no across the country across the country it's just like we mentioned before this is the first time we in the same time zone so trying to figure out how to navigate that um when you were on the west coast it's been different but for me i think what what we did a good job is trying to stay connected in the disconnect so um, like when you moved to Baltimore just now, I feel like we had somewhat of like a lull in our relationship. And I feel like that was me giving you grace of like, this is a new space, a new chapter that you're entering. Like, I understand that you have to focus on you right now and just know, like, I'm here. Like you always know I'm here. Um, but what I like to do is send my friends gifts. And I think when you're from a distance, you have to understand that that's a good way of, to me, of keeping contact, but also understanding the gift in their love language. So I just want right. to kind of, I thought of like a couple examples, like for you, for instance, your, your love language is gifts. Right. So I like to send you things that like you wouldn't buy yourself. Like I sent you a picture from Whitney Austin, which is exactly. a black um, artist that's here in Charlotte that I know you like. I sent you um, a rooted pot, um, something like decor to like decorate your house. Um, but for me, like my love language isn't gifts. So you always send me things that are like specific to the moment. Like I remember I was transitioning and modeling and you sent me a mantra band that, um, says enjoy the journey and it's in rose gold and it's like true to who I am. I can wear it. I can look at it and be like, okay, this time will pass. Like I'm supposed to be in this moment, enjoying this moment. And so that's what I think how we've managed to kind of stay in contact is like, loving on our friends from a distance, giving them grace to to grow, but also letting them know, like, I'm here when you need me. What would you say? Yeah, I would say I think that's good. But I think on the other end of it, too, is sometimes we can get caught in the assumption that they are busy. So I think it's really, it's a fine line, right? It's like, if you have the space and time to show or express that, so whether it's a quick note, 
Uh, I know sometimes in different seasons, I'll send uh, a text message like when I'm actually thinking about it. Because sometimes the whole thought is like, oh, I'm a Texas person and you mm-hmm. never get around to it. So really making it in a moment to stop and send a t- text message, even if it's something that you can't have a full conversation right now, just to be like, hey, I was thinking about you. I ran into such and such and I thought about you. I hope everything is going well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's important because sometimes when you are transitioning in life spaces, it is good to have a moment where you're like, dang, somebody thought about me because I feel like everything that was going on crazy. I just needed somebody to call me real quick and just calm me down or just I needed that sense of familiarity. So I think I think both sides are really important is to one, you know, really appreciate and respect the space, but also don't be afraid to reach out. But no reaching out cannot maybe cannot be like one of those five hour long conversations. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just something quick, but just to let you know that, you know, they were on your spirit. Yeah, I like that. Okay, next question. Dear fake friends, how do you navigate friends who you think are entitled to know your moves and updates before the rest of the world? You know, I I really don't get this a lot, or at least they don't bring it to me. Mm. Um, I think I think one way that that one reason why that might be is I don't do this to other people. Right. So I'm not in the. Um, oh, when somebody tells me something they're going on, my first reaction is never like, girl, why you ain't tell me? No. That's not it. So I think that is kind of a part is that that's not the type of conversations I typically engage with folks. I don't mean I don't think that that always eliminates that. Um, But I think that that does add to the experience that I have with people is like I'm very vocal about you have to keep the things to you that matter and really letting people know that that's not okay. If it's something that's bothering you to be like, hey, I'm making decisions that are for me. It's nothing against you or our friendship. But I need to process these things and it, it shouldn't take away from you. I just need you to show up and be happy or to mm. show up and celebrate. Um, so I actually haven't dealt with this. I can't even think of um, the last time I would have had to deal with this. And I move like I, y'all, I've been moving in peace out. And I think people just kind of have an expectation that I kind of do that mm. now. But maybe I'm just skipping or maybe I'm just blocking it out from my memory. And I just really don't. OK, that's a feeling you're having. Right. That's, that was that's about you. That's about you. And this moment was about me and making the best decision for myself and my family or my mental health or whatever it is. So um, I think stressing that, but also making sure you're not doing that to other people. Mm. I I agree with you. Um, but when I was reading this, I actually think I agree. I agree with you. And then I feel like I have a flip side. Um, mm. I think with me, again, of just how I navigate friendship, I think it's the difference between my tribe and like my acquaintance friends, right? Mm. Because I don't think that there's anything that I've done probably in the last 10 years that you weren't aware of prior to the world being aware of it. Mm. Because I like to bounce ideas off of you. I respect your opinion. I know that you're never coming from a negative space or like wishing ill on me. Cause like some people, yeah, you can't tell you stuff, tell them stuff because they gonna hope that it falls through. And like, you just don't need that kind of energy in your life. And I get that. Um, But yeah, I think there are certain things and certain people I would definitely feel away. Like my boyfriend's going through a huge transition right now. If he just up and popped up and was like, oh, I bought a house. Right. And I ain't know nothing about this house. And it's just like, wait, you did. Uh, what? what? Like, what? what was, mm, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think, I think it, there yeah. are, I, I think there's something to both sides, right? And I think that there's something to, again, who, what the relationship is and, and how you choose to to move it, right. uh, maneuver in it. Right. 
Yeah, I can see that. Um, I don't know if I... Yeah, I can see that. I think most of the time I do present things, but there's a lot of things I don't present that kind of... Hmm. This one or I think you have different yeah. friends for different things. Right, right. Um, but I'm even thinking like in my tribe, there's definitely moves or transitions I've made without telling people. Mm. But that doesn't have to do with me not wanting them to know. It has to do with how I move in a lot of spaces of like my manifestation process. Yeah. Of like being really focused on that. So like you said, I see both sides of it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I would just, it made me think for a second like, hmm, do I be doing it? Or would I like, if you did something big, would I be hurt or would I feel some type of way that you didn't tell me? Yeah, if, at this point in our relationship, if I didn't tell you, you should definitely feel the type of way. But I don't um, think I would, though. You may not, but if I didn't tell you, it was very intentional. Okay. Yeah, so I think that, again, that, that also goes based off of the values of a person of, like, privacy is, like, it's not offensive to me in mm-hmm. that way of, like, I don't take it as you didn't want me to know. But like you said, some people, that's an intentional thing. If mm-hmm. something's happened and you don't know, then that's intentional. Yeah. Because, again, Yo. you, right, because, again, you are not someone who I keep things from. Right. Now, right. that doesn't mean the rest of the world gets that same access to me because, you know, my access exactly. is extremely limited. Um, so I guess it just depends on their friendship and how they see it. But if that person is taking offense because they used to be more informed maybe that is a time for them to also self-reflect as to how they're showing up for you and like yeah. why don't you feel comfortable sharing yeah. with them ahead of the rest of the world yeah i think it's a really good conversation a really good prompt to have a conversation with your friend mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> there's something anywhere you any you know angle you look at that that's something that if you, some you're not on the same page about something Mm-mm. Okay, okay. Well, next, um, dear fake friends, I have a friend who has been in a relationship for some time. I get really bad vibes from their partner uh, and suspect emotional and physical abuse is happening from the things that they've shared. How do I respect the boundaries of their relationship and let the, and also let them know that I'm here to support? Also, what are some boundaries that I can set for myself in supporting my friend? Mm. I just feel like I've been here. <laughs> I've been here a few times. I've been here a few times. And I think um, it's a really, like, honestly, it's one of the most challenging spaces to navigate for me personally. How, how did you navigate it? Um, I think over the years, I've learned to remember what, who and what I'm supporting. I'm supporting my friend in this relationship is a part of their world um but my job is not to determine what type of relationships my friend keeps um i think a lot of what i've done in situations there's been some situations where i just kind of sit back because of where i you know where that person is showing me that they are that they are not leaving that they're not interested in anything and then i've had situations where friends do seem to be trying to figure out how to you know, get out of a situation. And I think in those relationships, I really just focus a lot of the conversations on that person, right? Like outside of your relationship, I'm here for you. So let's talk about you and where you're at and what we can do to make you feel more esteemed outside of the person you're with, but what you're doing in your job, what you're, how you're feeling, what are you eating? Like those type of things. 
uh, were helpful because I think as somebody starts to chime a little bit more and reshift or redirect their focus to themselves, that leaving their partner and kind of dismantling a lot of things, it takes time. But once you put the focus back on them, it's more likely to start happening from my experience. If they are in a space that is receiving, if they're not, I have friends that it's like, since we talk about what we talk about and I'm here because I know if I, where this is and where you are, if I were to place judgment, you're going to cut off, cut me Mm -hmm. off. And I don't want that. Whenever you decide or you become open, I want you to be able, feel free to come over here. So sometimes I just keep that whole element to the side. If they don't bring it up, I'm not bringing it up. I fully agree. I actually was curious of what Sola's answer was because I've been the friend on the receiving end. I've been the friend in the the toxic, emotionally abusive relationship. And Sola did all those things for me. And I definitely think her helping me to refocus on myself was 100% how I was able to get out of that situation. And, you know, then, then I was making moves and he's not informed, you know, then I'm doing things for myself, you know, and, and really focusing on that. Um, and, you know, I will say one of the, the benefits to, to even Sola in that time is she was long distant. So he, he or I couldn't necessarily pop up on her. So as far as your boundaries, I would also probably say like, oh, you know, that person isn't necessarily welcome to my home or to my space. Um, you know, you, you're you always welcome, but he's not, especially if he doesn't know where you live, probably keep it that way. Right. Um, just so that you know that if she's there, you're still safe. Yeah. And I think too, also, if you know, depending on how intense the situation is, if there's some type of when you see them, if there's some type of language that you can use in your text messaging, uh, I've been in situations like that where it's like we don't talk about him in, in messages. Yeah, don't. Um, I would say don't do that. But I think, you know, really making sure it's over the phone or in person or just remembering, like, even when friends, it's, it's they have been more local of like meeting up places or um kind of where there's public, there's a lot of people around to one, get them out of the house and two, kind of create a situation where it's not too intimate where some, you know, where they can feel like somebody can just pop up, but just more. um, So communal spaces, I think has been really important. I know Mm -hmm. that another thing that I've done throughout the years is I've really talked to my mom. Like if I feel like something is going on, I don't know if you, it may not be your mom, it may not be you know, somebody you're related to, but if you have somebody in your life who has had different types of friendships, um, I think that is really important to kind of seek, seek their experience, right? I'm not saying seek their advice necessarily, but seek their experience. Um, because I know my mom went through, you know, had friendships where that was the case. And, um, her insight has been really helpful to me. I think going back to like, this is my friend. Where do I want to be with my friend? And how can I support my friend? So she's helped me when I didn't know exactly what to do or what to say. And I'll just call her real quick, like, hey, this is what's going on. I don't tell her who it is, but like, this is what's going on. Like, have you ever experienced something like that before? Or like, I don't know what I should do, but I'm concerned. Um, and I think my mom has worked also. She has a kind of a work history to help kind of with some of those intervention spaces. And like, the, it's always kind of like, you can't be the superhero. That's not what your job is to Mm-mm. be. And I think that we have to remember that because that's that person's life. 
Yeah. Once we tip it, if they not ready to go, they end that. So really just, again, encouraging them to um, explore more options for themselves. Know that it's possible. Affirm them. Um, celebrate them. Because um, usually in those situations, there's a lot of negative talk, right? There's a lot of signals for us to be like, well, you're not mm-hmm. feeling great about yourself. To really be able to re- refocus, like, you bomb, girl. Okay. Mm. So. Or, or got, because listen, you bomb, period. Period. You add the gender to it. That's real. Oh, yeah. Uh, dear fake friends, one of the things that I struggle with in my adult friendships is a lack of reciprocation from folks that always have their hand out. I've also found that in the last couple of years, I've dealt with friends that didn't really know how to be there for me or show up during the most drastic changes in my life. It's like if there's no turn up, there's no show up, which has been difficult to process. Have you gone through similar things? Mm hmm. Yes, I have. <laughs> I think I was talking to you about this the other day of like, I be having guilt, right? With mm. certain transitions of life. And I think I really tried to own in that guilt and really transition it into knowledge because I feel like a lot of the transitions that ha- are happening in some of my friends' life, like I haven't explored that yet. So sometimes I don't always know what it looks like to support them or show up. Mm, especially yeah, if what especially if we were what we were doing was part like if that was the mode of what we were doing prior mm-hmm. to these changes i think it really takes us to be accountable to shift that perspective also sometimes you got to shift some of them friendships because that's all them that's all those connections are good for mm. um but i think when it really comes to it what i am in this current season trying to do is understand more about typical life changes specifically like getting married having kids um big career changes and like the the possible impact that that can have so that i can be ahead and aware that while my life seems to kind of just be where it is and kind of like i know how to navigate this and i know what i prioritize and i know how we related before i can step outside of that right but i think in the past i've absolutely fumbled with that in certain cases of like Dang, I don't really know how to show up. I don't want to be, I don't want to text them too much because I know they're busy because they got the baby mm-hmm. or they got this, they got that. But also like when we're not texting, that person ain't getting showed no love. Mm. We do other things. We, we can, you know, there's other things we can do. There's even just, I know, I talk, even going to just sit over at your friend's house, right? Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that when you don't have kids, like when you, when you're, when you're before some of these major life changes come, you don't necessarily think about. You don't think about somebody just running errands with you. Uh-uh. You don't think about just, you know, the pleasure of like, hey, bring your baby over for a couple, you know, you can go in the other room upstairs and just relax, whatever that is. So, but I think we don't know that because we haven't experienced it, but that's not an, that's not an excuse though. Like we have to just be better. <laughs> I think we definitely have to be better. Um, I think some of the life changes really kind of highlight that friendship and where it was. Mm -hmm. Since I am not, I currently am not going through anything drastic. Like like you said, I think marriage for sure, having a child, big career changes. Those are all places that you would expect for your friends to show up. I feel like I'm starting to weed people out now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, what really sat with me is this person saying like they always have their hand out, and I had a friend like that in particular that constantly was needing me and relying on me and asking me to do things or show up for them in ways that I know once big things happen in my life, they would never be able to reciprocate. Right. Um, just because of where they are. Now, I think, you know, I'm ha- more than happy to do things for my friends. Like, that's never an issue. But I do always like to look at why they need the thing. Right. Like, are they continuously putting themselves in, a in the same situation and over depending and over on you to bail them out? feeling entitled to you. I think that that's exactly. major, right? Is that a lot of it goes back to to the principles of how you started the friendship. Right. If you were always the one paying to get into the club. Right. If you always, and I think that's the ownership we have to take some time. And some of our friendships are created in codependency. Mm -hmm. Some of our friendships are not created in mutual fulfillment. They're not created in mutual interest or even uh, the, uh, the same capacity and ability to reciprocate. Right. And so now you're in a vulnerable state and it's highlighted highlighted that this person really like the things that you kind of already knew are like mm-hmm. really showing up now. So, I mean, if you choose to no longer associate with that person, are you really losing out on anything? Like, no, to me, that's like that's a transition of a connection. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's a transition of a connection. And honestly, it helps us define more boundaries we will have and we will adhere to in those next chapters and it hurts right it hurts that somebody would even that you are so open and given to like if you if you need it i got you but sometimes Mm -hmm. i think that's where my caution with loyalty is always (laughs) triggered of like "Mm, sometimes this allegiance we have isn't actually supported on any type of reciprocity in the first place Mm -hmm. that's true so i think uh, that's really important to be mindful of. And I think we're talking about like, if you're going to do, don't expect, but like, also don't be dumb. Like we can't, we can't, we can't neglect ourselves. We can't, you know, allow somebody who's shown us who they are multiple times. And we really expect something different. I think we have to transition what we even allow them access to. Of, okay. Maybe you're not done letting, you know, allowing that friendship to, to dismantle, but maybe like, you make it clear that there will be no exchange of, of coin or services or, or have that conversation straight up of like, I'm not feeling fed and nourished in this, in this friendship. Right. Because also you could have a new husband that needs your time and attention this way. You may have a new child that needs your certain time, or you done leveled up in, in your career as a three that we're kind of using right now. And this person is only wanting to benefit from your level up, from what you've, the work you've put in, from what you've and that's real. done. I don't, I don't like that. I'm not cool with but that. I also this feel hurts like, my feelings. Yeah, but I also feel like uh, if we're completely honest, people don't just randomly act this way, typically. No, we have if to somebody, hold ourselves like, accountable. Yeah, I feel like typically, like we said, if, if it's even going back to the old... Um, I don't get paid until tomorrow. If you could just spot me, uh, mm. you know, twenty dollars, because I want to go out with y'all, and then that's happening every other month, every month. Really, what that turns into is this person isn't making it a priority to be prepared to hang out with you. Yep. So that dang show not really thinking about adding any any value to your life or to that experience. Nope. They're not making it a priority for themselves. They're banking because you know. Shout out to the responsible friends. <laughs> shout out to the shout out to y'all. Shout out. 
But I think a part of that is also protect your peace. Mm-hmm. And know it's okay. It don't have. It's not a reflection of you to cut somebody off who only is, care, who only cares about themselves. Mm-hmm. It only becomes a reflection of you when you continue to deal with that type of person. Oh, we gonna leave that there. Okay. All right. Next we have, dear fake friends. I always. I was always taught to have a firm boundary by not mixing money and friendships. Speaking of, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't talk about money with your friends or lend money from or to them. I recently saw a post about having conversations about finances with your friend and how that can be healthy. What's your guys' perspective? Mm, I talk to my tribe, but again, y'all know yeah, that's we, we, Y'all know what we mean by tribe. Mm-hmm. It's limited. Yeah. Now, my, my tribe knows uh, we all have an idea of how much money we all make. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we also share uh, money. Hand- I, me and my tribe were all raised pretty much by single mothers right. who were doing what they could do to get by paycheck to paycheck. We don't have we none of us had a great understanding of like investing and money management mm-hmm. and or talking uh, ta- about money taxes and like talking about money or any like, of these things how so, much mom actually has like any of it all the time right 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 and so i've learned a lot from my friends and it's helping me to be in a better position than you know my mother was or friends or other friends yeah. or things because i mean i have friends who are accountants i have friends who you know like they have access to things that i would not otherwise know about if we did not talk about finances yeah i think for the black community and specifically black women it's very important that we talk about finances i think you have to find there's different comfort levels like just about like conversations about sex there's different layers to that conversation i don't think Mm -hmm. it has to be like here's how much i make but i would honestly i mean most of the time you can Google that anyway, so I don't really know. Okay. Just because you know how much I make doesn't mean you know how much money I have. Like, there's so many layers, but I think it's very important, very, very important that in friendships, especially those true friendships, we keep, we rep, it's our tribe, it's very important to have money conversations. Um, and just finances in general, because again, like you said, the context that we have, and then I think sometimes we forget that our friends our resources and not in the term, the sense of like, you need to tap them out or dry them out, but we all have different career fields. We all have different passions. And sometimes we just talk about whatever's in that friendship, but that person can have a wealth of knowledge that is very simple for them to share. It isn't costly for them to share to just be like, Hey, do you know what a Roth IRA is? Like just something Mm -hmm. very simple that I don't have to tell you what to do with it. I don't need to ask how much money is in it, but just triggering of like, Hey, I had this conversation the other day or, Hey, I seen this. Has anybody ever tried this? I had somebody hit me up yesterday actually and was like, Hey, do you know anybody that sells online products? I'm trying to decide if I want to go like sole proprietorship or LLC. That's a money conversation. Mm -hmm. And again, it was, and I did know somebody who recently went through it. So I was like, oh, yeah. I reached out to them and was like, hey, do you mind if so-and-so? Like, just it's as simple as that, right? Of just sharing their experiences. Because a lot of us were taught to not talk about money, which is not, it's not going to get us no more money if we're scared of money. It ain't. If we're hiding behind money, sometimes, yeah, it's not, it's not, it doesn't feel great to be honest about where we are financially, especially if it's not where we want to be. But I think there's absolutely ways that we can incorporate 
financial conversation in friendships. Right. Because again, that that conversation of like, maybe it's not where we want to be. Maybe if you just mention that to your friend, this is a friend who's negotiated their salary in the past. Or this is a mm-hmm. friend who knows how to go about doing those other things. Or maybe they have access to someone who's looking for someone in your similar field that mm-hmm. it, that position does pay more. And now you can look for something exactly. elsewhere. But if you don't spark that conversation with your friends, they're just going to assume because you can't intrude on somebody's finances, right? Like, exactly. I couldn't be like, hey, Sola, you know, you probably should get another job because it just seems like, like, how right. does you, that conversation even, exactly. that doesn't make sense. They exactly. have to, you have to share in order to receive what the possible blessing from you sharing could be. Exactly. Even just, I think, like you highlighted, talking about money and having conversations about money is not simply what's in your bank account. Right. No. Like it, there's so many layers to that. And I've known people for a fact, I have conversations with almost all my friends about negotiating salaries because it's something that women don't do enough of, especially black women. Mm-hmm. And so I've had friends like, whoa, I went, I went to research and I'm really not getting paid. Okay. Well now let's have a conversation about how we can negotiate that um, during your next year in, or can we make a, you know, request to have, you know, a, an off season proposal or something like that. But it's like, again, also, people wouldn't necessarily think that I would have that information based off of what I do, right? So you, if you just talk about it, if you bring up conversations, if you see a meme, uh, you know I'm all for seeing a meme and posing my, to my friend groups because you never know what type of insight we can all share with one another. I but like I definitely, that. I think it's very important. And, and when it comes to borrowing money um, and you know receiving money, just make sure that you listen to our episode about boundaries because I think that's very important <laughs> that you set boundaries before you even have those conversations. Like set them now of what you're comfortable with, and then be able to analyze where that relationship is and if if the loan is going to cost you your friendship. I think that mm. that's something to think about. Of like if this person doesn't pay or they're not communicative about what's going on with them, or if I feel like they're not telling me a whole truth, would this ruin our friendship? Mm. That's a good point. Cause I think that's one place where I typically try not to go into as far as finances. Yeah. Um, and I think it's for that reason, it's just like being aware of this this could ruin us. You right. don't you play right. with my money now. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So and I think it is important too to like make sure you can tell when somebody counting your pockets. Not I'm not saying be yeah <laughs> be, that's be true naive. Too. So uh, when you're having these conversations, keep in mind like we said the people you're having them with mm-hmm. and people understand. I think it it goes back to their responsibility. Do you have friends that are responsible? Are you having conversations with them? Because if they feel like your money is their money, that's showing Mm. up somewhere else in the friendship. Yeah. Yes, because there are people I absolutely would not have conversations about finances with. Yeah, I think that that, that's all I'm going to say on that. That's that on that. That's that on that. Well, thank you for listening to Dear Fake Friends with Kiara Rose. And so let's see. We look forward to chiming in on more of your messages. Remember to email us at fakefriendspodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at fakefriendspodcast. Bye. Bye.